Hello, hello, hello. What up? What up? What up? Welcome back to the plot strikes back. Bum, bum, bum. We're here to talk about one of the best movies ever made of all time. One of our favorite movies that came out quite a while ago. None other than Steven Spielberg's Jurassic Park. Oh, wow. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Obviously featuring John Williams. Yes, which Brian, of course, just know that you suck for not liking that, but... Yeah. I mean, he's a composer who just releases banger after banger honestly, for movie after movie. Honestly. He, nonstop. When you think about all the IPs and you li- you listen to the the tunes or the theme songs and it's like, oh, who did that one? John Williams. Oh, who did that one? John Williams. Like... It's it's insane how much work he's been able to produce, and he's and there was a the rumor. Did you see recently? That's like, oh yeah, he he's like unretiring, or maybe it's not a rumor. It's like he officially announced, like, yeah, I'm not done. Yeah, I'm not done making music, y'all. Psych. <laughs> yeah, he's done. Gosh, so much stuff. He's probably one of those guys that's like, I just couldn't put the wand down. Yeah, or the. Is it called a wand? I don't know. It looks like a wand. Yeah. Ironically, he also did the uh, Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And I mean, so this movie came out before you were born. Yes. <laughs> and I was, I was just a wee lad. You were ten. No, no you were. I was like eight. S- yeah, I was like seven or eight. Yeah, you were eight. And I wasn't scared when I saw it. I was just more so frightened. But in a way where I was also excited at the same time. Like, you were, this you, is amazing. You were a kid. Yeah. And it was dinosaurs. Like, what? Yeah. Dude. Dude, this movie, I wore this movie out on VHS like four times. Oh, yeah. I would just watch it to the end and hit rewind and just hit play again. God. The days when you had to wait for a tape to rewind. Dude, it would take forever. But in reality, <laughs> it took like two minutes. Like, maybe three, depending on the movie. Yeah, depending on the length. But <sighs> these kids just don't know the struggle. I know. It's oh, crazy. you have to you have to wait. You cl- now you click like two <laughs> buttons: back, restart, play. So yep. you know, couple couple quick things now. And they didn't know the struggle of cassette tapes and or VHS. getting charged when you didn't uh, return your VHS. <laughs> Be kind yeah. and rewind. Blockbuster. Oh, I miss Blockbuster so much. Yeah, the glory days. <sighs> and you know, with this movie in particular, it really inspired so much. I mean, obviously there's, I mean, the amount of merchandise that came out from this movie and this franchise is insane. And, you know, the, the manufacturers know what sort of gold mine they were, they were dealing with. And, you know, obviously one of the things that, you know, we were just talking about beforehand is, is the book. And I'm currently rereading the book. I, you know, when we were, talked about doing this for a podcast episode. I was like, you know what? I haven't read this book in a number of years. And I try to read it that or lost world. I try to read like once a year, maybe if I can, if I'm lucky. The last time I read this book was in 2018. Uh, when I was flying back and forth to California and you know, it's it's great, great time to read. Yeah. You know, I'm like, well, I'm got a seven hour flight, so <laughs> might as well read Jurassic Park. And, you know, I think 
from what I remember, the book is quite different from the movie. It's a lot different. Um, it's like when they adapted it to the movie, they only adapted like maybe half of it. Maybe, maybe it's like 40, 40, 45, maybe 50% of it. And then the rest of it, they changed or just didn't put in. And it's so interesting because, you know, Michael Crichton was on set for the movie. Like he I think worked, he, I think he, he worked, wrote the script too. Yeah. Yeah. He, he helped with the screenplay. So it's like, You've got the guy who wrote the book who also wrote the screenplay and worked with Steven Spielberg who directed the movie. Which is why they both fuck, by the way. No, for sure. But like, that's also one of the things why after, you know, not, not to really get into the whole Jurassic World section, but Michael Crichton passed away, uh, I think in 2008. It was a while ago, yeah. So it's like when you've got the creator who has is deceased... And you're trying to kind of, you know, make his creation live on, you know, it's, it's a kind of like, <clears throat> you know, <laughs> it's very hard to do anything right by Tolkien, you know, and one of the reasons why the rings of power is, is such trash because you're not Tolkien. You're not, you know, himself, you're not his son, you're not even his grandson. So, you know, I mean, not to go on a tangent, but I think that the premise is, is when you have the creator involved, mm -hmm. it, it makes a difference. Yeah. But I think, you know, and if people listening have never read the book, I would highly suggest reading the book just to get a, a different perspective on, on Jurassic Park, because the book, it's, it's way more scientific. It, yeah. There, there's so much that like leads up to actual Jurassic Park. Yeah. Before they even get to the island, there's nope. so much backstory. I forgot about that. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's really cool. The amount of detail that Crichton uses in the book that like leads up in the different scientists, the different people that are involved. Like it's, it's more violent. Yeah, in the 100%. book, it's more gory, you know. Whereas Jurassic Park, not to say that it isn't gory, but like there's fewer deaths. It's not gory. It's more action oriented. Yeah, you know, and same thing with like the choices of who lives and who dies is 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 different from from the book, and yeah, you know, especially kind of. I mean, we'll eventually do do the Lost World, which I, I haven't read that book in a while. Oh, that book like, in a long time. I like the Lost World book better than, than the Jurassic Park book, mm. and then the uh, obviously the Jurassic Park movie better over than the, Lost yeah. World. Yeah, yeah, but I love uh, I love all those movies except Jurassic World two and three. Yeah, Jurassic World two and three were terrible. The first one was good. I enjoyed the first one. Yeah, it was good. Not yeah. enough T Rex, but yeah. I I do I do not like Jurassic Park three. There's just I understand it's a it's a fic, it's a fiction movie. It's like you know I mean the whole thing the whole concept is fiction. I get it, but take that out. None of it made sense. But there's things in the third movie that like when you when I've watched numerous paleontologists and archaeologists talk about the things that are just completely wrong with the discoveries. Number one, there's so many things that are wrong about the Spinosaurus. So many things. Yeah, but that's but, my, that's my source was dope. You know, remember that first fight it has with the T Rex? It just snaps the, its neck. No, no. The oh, T Rex, the T Rex, bites down on the Spinosaurus neck and then like shoves it into the ground and then drags him. The thing about it is, 
the T-Rex still has to this day the strongest bite force in the entire planet in the history of the earth it's pretty crazy it, they were saying that it would have broken the spinosaurus neck on that initial chomp and it didn't and it gets up like oh i'm okay i'm like <laughs> yeah and that blew my mind anyway that happened but that's a different Jurassic yeah park. that's that's a rant for another time but like you know, when you first see Jurassic Park and there's, again, like there's that little bit of a horror sense when, you know, you see the bushes moving and you see a bunch of people like standing guard. And that's when you first see um, Muldoon, yep. you know, and it's like he's instructing the, the guys, the workers to load up Loading what is team ready. The, what's the Raptors, right? Yep. You know, and the one Raptor, she gets smart and knocks the crate back. And the one worker falls on top and he, she grabs him and she's like, shoot her! Shoot her! And then we get this <laughs> incredibly <laughs> slow <laughs> The hand sliding. Yeah. Shoot her! Shoot her! And then the, the slow riding to um, the lawyer, the blood-sucking <sighs> lawyer. Blood-sucking lawyer. And he's like on a raft. <laughs> this little raft old school he's being pulled he's being pulled on a raft to this little like mining pit where yeah. they're looking for mosquitoes and amber, amber. Yep. and that's the, essentially the the plot of the movie yeah. finding dino dna and then and, splicing and, it and, and with yeah with frog amphibian yeah. dna yeah which you know is the interesting concept where it's like well as grant explains in the movie it's like well in certain Inhabitants, fro- certain frogs have been known to switch, sex. switch, yeah, switch sex from male to female. Some West African frogs have been known to spontaneously change sex from male to female in a single sex environment because they have to survive in that environment. And sure enough, he sees like the dino eggs. Yeah, later in the movie, you know. So it's it's like life finds a way, as life, Malcolm uh, finds a way. Mal- Malcolm so eloquently put it. Yep. I found a way. And I mean, there's a great, there's a button. This movie has so many great lines, so many great scenes. I mean, obviously all the memes that have come from Jeff Goldblum in this movie are endless almost. (laughs) Yeah. Amazing. And you know, it's, there's just so many great things that have, that have come from this movie, the way it all is, is set up. And again, like kind of as I'm, thinking about as I'm again, like rereading the book and seeing like the relationship between Dr. Grant and, and Dr. Sattler, you know, like, cause they were like together in the movie, but they weren't together in the book. They just worked together. Yeah. And it was implied that she was with someone else and that she was almost like an understudy of Dr. Grant, but like Dr. Grant had conversation with, Gennaro, the the attorney, yeah. Prior to like again, there's there's so much that leads up to before they even step foot on the island. Yep. Like, there's this all this communication. And there's this detail about like, so what do you think they ate? And Doctor Grant's like, what do you mean? Like, why are you, why are you asking these questions? Like they're trying to get information up to when they're creating all the dinosaurs and yep. like, when they're nurturing them. And it's like they really had no clue what was actually happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean if you're you know, first reading the book before you ever saw the movie, that that's kind of what maybe what, what you're like led to believe as well. But obviously, because the movie's been out for thirty something years now, 
Chances and, are you haven't read the book and you've only seen the movie. Right. And and again, this is where Which is fine. Yeah. And like I like that I like that they're different because you can watch the movie and you know what to expect. And then if you read the book, you know some things are going to be the same, but then there's enough that is different that it's almost like a different book. Yeah. Or a different story. Yeah. yeah. Like it's 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 like, oh well, this is different, you know, and I mean I think when you first sort of realize when the the characters, when they see the herds of dinosaurs and it's like, they do move in herds. Yeah. And, you know, you get the line of Ian Malcolm is like, the crazy son of a bitch did it, you know? The crazy son of a bitch you did. And the driver just kind of looks at him all funny. Yep. <laughs> and, but it's not until they they see like, you know, the triceratops and, they, and, it, and it's when they see the, the raptors after they, after the raptor feeding yep. and they, and they're just mesmerized because you don't see it. Like you just see like, like the, the bushes are just thrashing back and forth. And You're then like where they drop a male bull yeah. down there. Yeah. A and whole then bull. within a minute and a half, two minutes, the thing, see what real life, that would have, Oh, that would have been blood and guts yeah. and everything like Real that. Real life yeah. pending you made, you know, dinosaurs in a lab. That would come up and there'd be blood over everywhere. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why, like, and, 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 and I, I know for the sake of, it's like, well, if Steven Spielberg would have made the movie more book accurate, it would have had a different rating. Like, it, it might have been rated R at that point. Yeah. And so I know that's sort of like, uh, you know kind of need to have a PG-13 movie because I want it to sell and That's do fine. well. Yeah. And, and again, I, I totally get it. You know what I mean? But it's like, I, and I think he probably learned his lesson from Jaws. Even though Jaws is the greatest movie ever, ever Jaws made. gave him final cut for the rest exactly. of his life. What a legend. Like, it's, and so it, it's, interesting, it's interesting because like I, I wonder what a rated R Steven Spielberg Jurassic Park movie would have been like. And I'm not talking about, you know, the Jurassic Worlds or anything. I think they're all PG-13. I think every movie... Yeah, they are. So it's like, I wonder what a rated R Jurassic Park movie would look like. I would love to write a rated R Jurassic Park movie. Well, have you... Did you see that? I might have sent it to you. Yeah. That they're rebooting it? Yeah. You know, so... I, I don't know. That's cool. Reboot it if you do something different. I mean, that's cool, I guess. But like, yeah, like I, I, again, I, I, don't, I just know, don't, man. don't know, man. I don't know. I don't. I don't want them to to drive this this franchise into the ground because, like, they've done everything else. Like, honestly, you know what? If I could just, I don't say rearrange, but if I could just erase certain things, I would keep obviously Jurassic Park, The Lost World, and then I would make Jurassic. Uh, Jurassic World one. Whoa, you're you're gonna forget Jurassic Park three? Yes, dude. Scrub come three. on, that one's awesome. It doesn't need to be there though. Yeah, but it listen. It, listen it's the fact we got have, it anyway. Listen, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're if you're going to have a trilogy, I would reform the trilogy so it's <laughs> Jurassic Park one, Jurassic Park two, and Jurassic World one being the third movie, and that's your make trilogy. it a fourth, and they never learn and end it there. Jurassic Park 1, 2, 3, Jurassic World. That's all. That's it. That's all you need. Leave it. You don't need Jurassic World 2 and 3. But like, but this is, but let's say this is where the, the film and the book 
well, one of the ways it differentiates because in the book, dinosaurs get off the island. Yeah. There's a T-Rex and raptors get off the island in the first book. They're, they're that it's, smart. They're in Costa Rica. Yeah, they're like washing up on shore and... Uh, the, the raptors get like are just are sneaky enough that they get on they get on they get, they get on the on a, ship they get on the ship as it leaves yeah at the end and it's like y'all are that dumb yeah man I <laughs> forgot about it so like and, and no one's worried because they make the dinosaurs um, lysine lysine deficient deficient so they need to be fed and, and then they get back to, to to like the mainland and they start eating like chickens and <laughs> they start eating the food that is high in lysine. The lysine contingency is intended to prevent the spread of the animals in case they ever get off the island. Those amino acids. Yep. So it's like, you guys thought that they would be that dumb to not hunt for fruit for food when that's exactly what they did. <sighs> yeah, but man, those raptors, they, they, they never stood a chance. No. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, I mean, they're outnumbered. You know what I mean? Like, they're just, I mean, they're genius, though. How could you even expect that? Oh, that's, Yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, they, and they try to portray that in the movie, right? Like, it's interesting because in the third movie, right, Jurassic Park 3, Dr. Grant's whole thing is he forms that, like, 3D printing, the the, the communication part of the brain. It's like, yep. whatever like it is, a, right? It's like a whistle. Like yeah. A, it's, it's like, like <laughs> yeah. Something like that, right? But yeah. he, he, and the whole, the whole, his whole shtick is they had a way of communicating, and you see that in the first movie and they never yeah. address it in the first movie. It's when the one Raptor gets into the, to the kitchen, the kitchen. and, and then one yeah, comes in. <laughs> Which they never specified what the female Raptor looks like. But my theory was always that the female Raptor was the one who made the call. Yeah, I can see it. Like it's like, hey, I make I'm I make the calls here. I'm in here. Come, I'm in here. Come support me. Pull up. Yeah, because the other one's stuck in the this like the server room. Still, the, uh, yeah. And then when when Ellie uh, reboots the system, you do see it. Yeah, you you don't see it until the third one. Yeah. So like that's that's one of the things that where I'm like, you know, they learned not only were they smart enough to communicate, but they were smart enough to open the door both ways. Because then the, then the two come out and then they're like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I t- one of them's like, I'm going to attack the T-Rex. And he's like, nah, chill. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> I'm going to throw you. I'm going to throw you in, into a skeleton of myself. Now, I don't know if that's in the book. I think that was for no. the movie, right? Yeah. That's what I thought. Also, there were two Rexes in a juvenile in the in the first book. And they didn't do that until yeah. the second movie. They're like, well, we still want to do this, but we're going to throw gonna, that in the second I'm going to have to reread the books. I haven't read it in, oh, dude, in like, a while. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm about halfway through the book right now. And I mean, oh, dude, I'm loving it. It's just, you know, part of me, that's what I'm saying. Like, part of me wishes that we, we also got a true to life version of the book. But it's like, I, I still love the movie no matter what. Oh, yeah. And I mean, amazing. you know, we, we talked before about the, all the different toys we had. Yeah. You know, like the compound, the dino damage toys, everything. The Jeep. Oh, yeah. The vehicles, you know, the certain dinosaurs out. You you would press something and they would make noise. 
I mean, I've got dinosaurs tattooed on my leg. That's how my that's how much I love dinosaurs. Like it, that's like it made such an influence on me when I was a kid. Like, but I, I just think I think it's just very fascinating. I mean, I I almost at one point wanted to be like an archaeologist. I 100 percent wanted to be a paleontologist. Yeah, as, and as a kid, and then I, I realized swear. that not only do you always need like funding, but like <laughs> doesn't really pay that well either. I felt the same thing, and then. Still try to pursue writing anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, unless you made some sort of like discovery that then got lucky, you know, but yeah, it's kind of just spending your days out. And it, I love in the book, they, they depict how long they've been out there, depending on the cases of beers that oh, they yeah. went through. They're like, yeah, we came out here with a hundred cases of beers and we're on like case like 67 or something like that um, or something like that. Like, I'm like, bro, you've been well, blowing through a beer. I mean, I mean what else are you going to do? Yeah. Once it gets dark, what do you do? Yeah, especially, especially because I think in the, in the book and the, like they're in that time frame in the book, they're like in the mid eighties or early to mid eighties or something like that. So I it's say like, like 84. Yeah. Like right? 84. And I remember seeing 85. So it's like you're mid eighties. There's no internet. Like, I don't know if you, brought uh tv vhs tapes out there you know so it's just like it, it would be completely different than right now than doing it right now like oh my god yeah no satellite no nothing like it's you would have to have just like old school board games books and then just it would suck it would be terrible uh i yeah i don't know how they did it back in the day legit back in the day yeah you know so I could kudos to them for, for finding all the actual discoveries of, of dinosaurs. But, you know, when we get to the point after the Raptors, and I think one of my favorite parts is that conversation that they're having and, and, you know, Hammond, I think to me, he was far more naive in the book than in the movie. I would agree. In the movie, he had kind of a sense of what he was dealing with. Yeah. In the book, it was like, oh yeah, he, yeah, he dinosaurs. He's like, he's, I, yeah, I don't care. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, we, we, it's we, gonna be great. It was spared no expense. It's fine. No, we, we, we. It's like we. It's like his justification was, we're gonna dump a bunch of money into this because they're thinking dollar signs. Like we just, we just hit the next Disney World. Yeah. And we just hit the next Disney World slash dinosaur zoo. And like even Gennaro says that we're going to make a fortune with this. And it's like we, we could put any, we could have discount seasons. We could have, we can just make. Just think of the merchandise. Yeah. We could put any price tag on it. And that's when you've got the mathematician and the two paleontologists that are like, you guys don't realize what you've done. The lack of humility before nature that's being displayed here um, staggers me. And there's that speech that Malcolm gives where it's like, you guys didn't ask about whether or not you should. Yeah. And it's so great because that's something that could really be applied to anything. Yeah, but your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. And, And Hammond's like, I don't believe this. I thought you guys would be on my side. The only the only person that's on my side is the blood sucking lawyer. I remember. Well, I know, like in the even in the book, like Gennaro is is different. 
and he, much like he, different. He doesn't die. He doesn't get eaten by the Rex. Yeah. It, it's like, it was one of the, um, it's like his, uh, the guy who gets eaten by the Rex is, he's like the PR person for the park or something like that. I forgot his name. It's not. But Gennaro doesn't die. No, it's not Dodson either. No, Dodson, Dodson, he, yeah, he's in, he's in the, he's way more in the book. Yeah. He's, he's in the book a lot. Um, also, uh, the doctor who, oh yeah. Who deals with the doctor, the injury. Is it, is it doctor? Is it Sue? I can't remember the name, but I forgot about that in the village. Yeah. He, cause you, you see him and he's like, oh, um, oh great. They're hatching. Like, oh, Velociraptor. He, which I always find, I kind of find that weird. Like he's like the villain yeah. in the Jurassic World movies. It's like he didn't get no screen time in the in the Doctor Wu. Doctor Wu, yes, that's what it is. And you you don't see him a lot in the movie at all, but he's actually in the book quite a bit, especially in that first. Actually, no, he's in it. He's in the like in a lot, he's been actually. in a lot. Like as I'm halfway through it, he's been in the book quite a bit. Yeah, you know. So I'm like, again, it's these are the choices that, again, I feel like. You know, you've got Spielberg and, and Crichton going like, okay, like, what characters deserve the screen time? You know, and, and I get it because the movie's not a long movie either. You know, it's not like it it's a three-hour movie. Either. Yeah. No, I know, but like, I think if you're if you're trying to be a little bit more book accurate, this movie is easily pushing two and a half hours. Two forty-five, maybe. Like, I I think you probably could make it a three-hour movie, but then there again, like, that's just. They won't do it. So it makes it hard based on what things can we cut? What things can we change where it's not too far off point, but it's still hitting these, these points of interest. Yeah. You know, it's like you've established that, that Dr. Wu is like the lead scientist. Okay. You know, he, he does these things. Uh, we, you've got, you know, Nedry, he, he's the, He's the guy who always complains and is just a slob and, you know, like wants to screw the company over because he feels undervalued. Yeah. You know, but then like Dodson, we got Dodson here. See, nobody cares. Dodson, Dodson, we've got Dodson here. It's true. (laughs) Yeah, no one cared. And, And Dodson is the one in the book who's running around talking to all these people and gathering up all this information i, yeah. I think right yeah and there's another, another thing with like the the grandkids with with tim and lex they're different yeah and i remember when i first read the book i was like wait what <laughs> i i'm gonna be honest actually i don't really remember much about the kids from the book so lex is the younger one tim's the older one and lex loves baseball and the other thing that's interesting too is Dr. Grant remember in the, in the movie, he's like, "Ugh, kids. But after that whole event that, that happens with the T-Rex, he's like, you know what? And they like, they spend the night in the tree and they're, you know, with the Brachiosaurus that sneezes on, on Lex. Like after that whole like scenario, that, that moment, he kind of, you know, likes kids after that point. Well, yeah. But in the book, he had, in the book, he already liked kids. That's why he didn't mind spending, like basically kind of putting his life on the line to help them out. 
Well, also, I do believe that a good human, whether they like kids or not, will do anything to ensure that the in a situation like that, that the kids are taken care of, obviously, you know, if you have a heart, you will. Yeah. I mean, they basically switched roles. I mean, like Tim, Tim's the loves dinosaurs and computers, but they just switched it and like made, made, uh, made Lex cyber hacker. Yeah. Like I'm a hacker. Yeah. That's what it was. And then you see her hack to mainframe later yeah. in the she, movie and you're like, she gets everything backed on. What is this graphic? Yeah. They like going from house to house. It looks like. Yeah. I mean, it's like one of those things where like you kind of switch it around. I mean, I, like it doesn't matter who does what, no, like, no. The, like the outcome is, is still the same. Um, you know, like it. And again, I think for the sake of John Hammond, right? Like he's, we were saying like, he's very naive and he just like, he doesn't, he doesn't care about what happens in, in the, in the book. He's just like, yeah, I know it's fine. Whatever. You know, it happens. It's like, he expected things to happen. He was probably told that things could go haywire and he's just like, no, no, it's fine. We'll just deal with it. Yeah. And and, and like that carelessness is what gets him killed in the book. Yeah. Like you, and I, I, I always, I always thought it about the, in the, in the, in the lost world movie when, um, what's the dude's name? He, he, uh, he gets killed. I can't think of the guy's name. He, the, guy, the guy, uh, the guy with the glasses. No. When he goes to take a piss and oh, the copies, yeah. like there's like a, a ton of them that like kind of just attack him alive. I'm like, what a way to go. I always thought like of all the, of all the ways you could die from a dinosaur. That's probably by far the most brutal. It's one of them. Not brutal. I would just say that's like the lamest brutal is getting, like the way Gennaro died in, in the in the movie, where you're you're sitting on the sitting on, on the crapper the, on the, and it's like when you gotta go, you gotta go. When you gotta go, you gotta go. All all of a sudden to just get bitten half and then just shaken, in half essentially. You know, it's like I think I found Gennaro. Yeah, I think I think I found parts of him over here too. Oh yeah, when they go back to find Malcolm. Yeah, yeah. They uh, I remember. I love that part in the movie. When they're looking, they're looking for for Doctor Grant, and Malcolm's just like sitting in the back of the back of the car, and you just hear, he's like, uh, guys, he he starts talking to himself. Anybody hear that? It's a, um, it's an impact armor, is what it is. Fairly alarmed here. Should probably hurry because like right now we gotta go. Now, right now, right now. Water move here, (laughs) and they get in the car, and the T Rex is just charging at them. them. Must go faster. Must go faster. Great, great line. Oh, dude, that entire and he's like, he's like, so he he broke his leg, obviously. Um, yeah, and so he's in this make makeshift splint, and he's in the back of the jeep, and the T Rex is obviously catching that jeep, and he's having to like move back up into the jeep, and he ends up shifting the gear because of the uh, gear shift. Yeah, and then he just gives up. Get up the stick, bloody move. You know what's interesting uh, in that scene? I don't, I don't know if you've ever watched, or maybe like listened closely, or or watched the movie with subtitles. But I believe in that through that little car chase or T Rex chase, I should say. 
Ellie is yelling like repeatedly. Yeah, yeah. Because you need to hear it. It's so hilarious. Which honestly, I mean, yeah, I would be shitting my pants. No, I mean, obviously, like that is like, how could you not? Like, you think this this creature is extinct. It's brought back to life. And the one thing it was created to do, which is just eat things. It's now chasing to eat all three of you. Yes. I mean, uh, it's yeah. It's terrifying. Uh, yeah. I mean, just even imagining how terrifying it would be would still not even be close to how terrified we would be if it were actually happening. <laughs> you know? Curix doesn't want to be fat. He wants to hunt. One of the other things I was just uh, remembering is from the gory perspective, when Tim Tim throws a baby raptor over the group of the adult ones to distract them. Oh my god! But they god. kill it and eat it. I forgot about that. <laughs> I mean, oh man. Yeah. Again, like that's. I don't know how you would be able to do that in the movie. You know what I mean? Like that's that would be interesting. You know, but now I really want to go back and read the book. Yeah. Again. Also, the actual park gets literally destroyed. It gets napalmed. Ah. Oh. The government. They bomb it. Yeah. They forgot. That kind of happened in Jurassic World 2 when the volcano erupts. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And then you get that very sad shot of the lone Brachiosaurus just dying oh, yeah. in the fire. And it's just so sad. Yeah. That, that, like, that part was actually sad. Like I'm like, this, dang, man. man. The one thing I've loved about these movies, by the way, is whenever they go back... I mean, that's why I like the always, premise. I've always loved it. That's why I love the premise of Lost World. Because when, <sighs> when Malcolm's like, wait, 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 wait. I've, it is La Sorna. Wait, is La Nublar? There's, there was a site B? Yup. And, and then like they're on, they're on, uh, also Vince Vaughn's in the Lost World. He is, yeah. He's the, uh, he's the photographer. Yeah. And the one thing that I loved about that part when he's like translating from the Costa Rican like, boat guy. Yeah. The, uh, Isla, the uh, Isla, captain. Yeah. yeah. The captain's like, uh, was, what did he say? Islands. Island. Isla, Isla, uh, Isla, 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 uh, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Island of death. You know, those are the five deaths. Uh, oh yeah. Something like that. The five islands. Yeah. The five islands. Yep. Cause like, you have Isla Nublar, Isla Sorna, and then you have all the other ones. Yeah. I forgot what those were. The one thing I was always like, why are they never going back to the original Island? Cause in the third one, they go back to site B again. And then Jurassic and the Jurassic, Jurassic World, World go, I love they that. They go to site A. Whenever they're, oh, this is the old park. Yep. Oh, dude, so cool. Yeah. And like, I liked, I, yeah, like those concepts were, were, were cool and I didn't mind it, but. That second, third one, they just, they suck. Yeah. So Chris Pratt, yeah. overrated. Whoa. Whoa. Yep. Sorry. Uh, I hate to say it. Wrong Jurassic movie we're talking about but just saying while we're on that topic i don't think it's overrated <laughs> I, I i just think like but, but this happens with a lot of actors where like they get big in something and then all these all these other like ips want to start using them for everything you know what i mean like it, it's happened to a lot of people happened to like brad pitt yeah happened it happens. To like edward norton like i mean christian bale i mean it's happened to a, a ton of act ton of actors right but anyway who I'm trying to think who else lives. So Nedry lives. Muldoon lives in the novel. Hammond dies in the book. At the very end, yeah. At the end. And then Exactly 
how that guy dies in Lost World. Yes. With the compies. Yep. They Except just kind of slips, it. I think. Yeah. <laughs> and then Malcolm dies in the book. How does he die in the book? Oh, it's his injuries. Yeah, oh, he just was he just dies to infections or dies to, or from the, from the injury from the Rex? They gave uh, morphine to Malcolm who spends the rest of the incident ranting about science and philosophy while attempting to assist the other survivors. His condition continues to worsen and by the time the Costa Rica Air Force arrives at Isla Nubar, Malcolm is said to have died from his injuries. Wow. So that was... And a, then they bring him back to life. So the, Yeah, so, so Crichton was like, nah, I'm going to retcon this for the lost world. Cause he, I, and I'm like, I'm okay with that, number one, because you brought back Malcolm and Jeff Goldblum like agreed to come back. But... It was just a very lame way for him to die in the book. Yeah. Like, died to injuries? Like, come on. <laughs> and <laughs> What? <laughs> this is the greatest. He was asked on why he brought uh, Ian Malcolm back for Lost World. He goes, simply, because I needed him. <laughs> I could not do without the others, but, uh, or he's like, I could do without the others, but not him because of his ironic co- commentator on the action. He keeps telling us why it will go bad. And I had to have him back. I mean, it's true, man, w- when you really write a cool character like that and it's just like, man, I can't, he needs to come back. Yeah. I mean, it worked out. It worked out in the book. And, uh, I might, I might go back and read Lost World. Yeah, I need to. That's my favorite it's one. Been, it's been... But I'll let you read it. By the time... Before we record something on a Lost World, uh, I, I definitely want to read the book. Again. It's been it's been a Michael Crichton's, for the most part, is like a quick, steady read. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm... I, like, you could... So I like him a lot. You could definitely knock his books out fairly quick. Um, but... You know, with other characters like Gennaro, he's so different in, in the book. And he's not like this blood-sucking, greedy lawyer. He's more of a, a lawyer that actually cares. And oh, like yeah. tries. He's like the hero in the, in the, in the book, which is interesting because it's like, I guess he tries to record, uh, restore the power to the island. So interesting how they, again, how they just decide to change things. I mean, obviously, there's more characters in the book. I think for the sake of the characters that we get steadily in in the movie, because there aren't as many in in the in the in the movie, right? Like, I mean, there's only a handful of main characters: Grant, Sattler, Malcolm, Hammond, two kids, and the and the two kids, and the lawyer. But what, but like when when he dies in the in the movie, like he's he, like he's gone. Like Dodson's non-existent. Doctor Wu isn't really not there. Ned, Nedry dies right to the, to the Dilophosaurus, and then I mean you've got look, Sam Jackson is also in this movie, which is great. Yep, dies uh, off screen. Uh 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 uh. Uh uh. You didn't say the magic word. You didn't say the magic word. Damn it! Like, please. Damn it! Please. God, hate this hacker crap. God, I hate this second. Hold on to your butts. Hold on, yeah. Hold on. What? 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 The cigarette? <laughs> the cigarette's like, hanging like, on for like, dear life. <laughs> I remember. I remember as a kid, I, w- I would like get a pretzel stick. Try to try to mimic that. Yeah, and, and like, hold on to your butts. Hold on to your butts. 
it's that scene and then the scene from from jaws when chief brody says you're gonna need a bigger boat and oh the, yeah and the cigarette's doing the same thing in his mouth it's like barely hanging do, on do 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 oh man anyway jaws because sam jackson's character is he's in it more but even he dies at one point off screen yeah you know by the raptors yep because he was trying to restore power yeah he he they try to like put him as Gennaro, but then like again, Gennaro doesn't die in in the book, so they still ca- killed off Sam Jackson's character in the movie. You know what? You know what part always kind of I'd say maybe maybe wonder when Ellie is escaping that area, right? Like the trying to restore power. Mm-hmm. She's like she's like I'm getting chased by this raptor, right? And she runs outside and like shuts the door, and it's like she thinks she's safe. Like she like falls to the ground. She's like, <laughs> right. <sighs> and it's like, girl, did you not remember that you ran to get in there because when you were with Muldoon and he's like, no, because we're being hunted. Sticks out right like, next yeah, to him. Right at, she's, she's like over her head, and he's like, run the. John Williams was like, diddle, 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 yeah. diddle, like, he, like spikes up and she's like running. Bum, 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 bum. And I think in the movie, they, they actually, they use the same, the shot, same twice. shot twice. <laughs> yep. I'm like, wait, she just jumped over that same branch and swung from that tree. Yep. <laughs> but it's like, you just, you just ran. Cause Muldoon's like, there's, there's raptors here out in the wild. And she thinks she's safe. And I'm like, Dude, the raptors are going to come and kill you now. Now it's easy. Now you're surrounded. You've got a raptor on the inside, and you've got raptors out on the outside. But obviously... But it's okay. You never see them, and it's Sit okay. Sit there for a second. Take a breather. Yeah. And I think there's a moment in the movie where... I watched it, what, two weeks ago, I think, is when I watched it? Yeah, I watched um, it recently. Like, yeah, at the same time. Uh, where I, I... Something... She hears something that brings her back, and she's like, oh, wait, shit, raptors, and then gets up i think well yeah i mean there's the part where they've all they've all like she sees grant oh yeah they're back right? near the, the compound yeah and nope. the kids and and then they're all like yeah they call hammond and malcolm and he's like mr hammond power's on you know because the phones are ringing but that's when raptors are coming it's like they're coming through the door and he's like loading up the, you hear like the shotgun <laughs> i love that scene when hammond just yells grant Dude, he like he screams Grant so loud because it's like, well, he's with his grandkids. What's oh, so I'm saying, like, because because yeah. he's like, oh my god, my grandkids are there. What's happening? And you, you see like one shotgun shell that like, gets like jammed that he didn't fit it in there because he was probably panicking. You know, I'm like, well, yeah, you got a raptors. fucking raptor trying to get in. Yeah, and then they're you're crawling in the vents, which. I was like, man, those vents got to be a little, got to be strong enough to withstand two adults and and two kids crawling through it. One thing that I always, when I first saw it, when, when Tim gets electrocuted and he flies off the fence, I was like, oh my God, like, cause like he kind of died in the movie for a little bit. I don't know how long it was, but I don't remember if they mentioned that in the book i don't think i'm there yet it's interesting how they kind of just come to this realization in the in the movie that 
when Grant says, Mr. Hammond, I've decided not to endorse your park. And he's like, I agree. After careful consideration, I've decided not to endorse your park. So have I. As they speed away in the destroyed Jeep to get on a chopper. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't know. I mean, like it's, and I think that's the interesting thing about Jurassic World. We're like, no, 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 we're going to come back with a better plan of action. But the issue was you decided you did the same thing that Malcolm said, you know, you, you didn't think the fact of whether you should. Yeah. You know, you could splice genes and put them together and then you make the Indominus Rex and these other, these other, you know, conglomerations. The Indoraptor. The Indoraptor, right? And it's like, you didn't know what you were actually creating. And it's like, you know, we're just like, you're, you're, you're trying to play God, but you know, these were, there were things that mankind wasn't supposed to meddle with. And this is one of those things. It's like, Malkin says, you know, uh, dinosaurs had their time for millions of years. You know, and is it condors? If I put condors on the islands, you wouldn't bat an eye or something like some you know line like that. And mm-hmm. It's like, but that's not the thing. The the condors aren't gonna. Uh, I, I love I I love the the Pirates of the Caribbean line that he says. Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> but John, if the Pirates of the Caribbean breaks down, the pirates don't eat the tourists. You know, so it's which really puts it into perspective how long that ride's been there too. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's, it. I mean, it was a little great little Easter egg, but I think for the sake of the movie, like with, with what Spielberg did, obviously some things are were, were different because, again, when you're looking at this from a PG thirteen perspective, and you have, you know, these actors, and obviously, you know, this movie was a great catapult for most of them. You know. And uh, kind of like, like the same thing. Like, look, Malcolm does, or Jeff Goldblum does this one. Then he does The Lost World. Then he does Independence Day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like... Uh, he was on a hot streak for a minute. That's what I'm saying. Like, it I happens. think he did The Fly before this. He did The Fly before this, yep. And uh, I forget what uh, Sam Sam Neill did before Jurassic Park. But, you know, same thing. Like, you, like these, these characters and the... And the actors who portray them are, I mean, unforgettable because this movie w- is unforgettable. Yeah. You know, like I, I haven't met, I don't think I've met anyone that, that doesn't like Jurassic Park. I understand people like, I don't like dinosaurs, blah, blah, blah. But, you know. That's true. I, you know, I haven't met someone who hasn't liked the movie. I've met more people who don't like Star Wars or Star Trek or... You know, I don't, I don't like Star Trek. It's like, like maybe, maybe like, uh, like, like superheroes. Yeah, I don't really like Marvel or DC. Like, you know, but the, but they might love, you know, like Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter or like Jurassic Park. You know, Something. like yeah, you know, and and again, that's the beauty behind movies. But you know, we talk a lot about like you and I talk a lot about how, and we've ranted and i'm sure there will be plenty of times in the future where we record things or mention things on this podcast where we'll talk about or maybe like in future youtube videos where we'll talk about how this show this movie was completely different than the source material 
Mm. you know, and like how bad it was. But then you've got a movie like this where uses less characters because it's a shorter movie. And I get that because again, at that time, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to really question what Steven Spielberg is doing. Yeah. Because he's still arguably one of the best directors of our time, you know, or of all time, time. especially at that time. You know what I mean? So when you when you look at Jaws, you look at Close Encounters of, of the close, Third Kind. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yes, I have not seen that movie. I, that's in a movie I've not seen such a long time. It's probably Don't, been twenty five ish years. I can probably. I think say I watched it when I was a teenager. It's been about yeah, it's been about twenty years, probably at least. Oh gosh, it was probably for me, like fifteen. Maybe? Yeah. 16? Yeah. It's been a long time. Uh, maybe we'll do that at some point. but That'd be a cool one to do. Yeah. We'll definitely have to do some more Spielberg movies, but kind of like another another good example, speaking of Spielberg, would be uh, War of the Worlds. Oh. I love that version. The movie? Yeah. But see, that's the same thing. The book and the movie have, 100% have, different. have some like drastic differences. Yeah. And so this is this, this is where I think a lot of well I'll say, I won't say a lot I'll, I'll say let me I'll recant that. So this is where some TV shows and movies think they can do something like this where they get the idea of no no we'll just do half the book or we'll just but without without missing the you're missing the context like what what Spielberg did with this movie, because again, not only are you still working with the originator, the creator, you are working with Michael Crichton on the screenplay yep. and the way he's going to direct it, but you're you're looking at it and going, all right, Michael, what can we do for the screenplay that still keeps the same thing with your books? Not only are you getting the okay from the creator himself or himself, but you're still making the 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 plot. The same. Yeah. A guy creates, has an idea, gets scientists to find dino DNA, splices the dino, dino DNA with, with modern DNA from amphibians or frogs, right? You create dinosaurs. You're naive about it because you didn't do the Malcolm equation. Yep. You don't know how to control them because they're an extinct creature and they're a creature that has a mind of their own. And... You lose control. People are dying, as he states in the movie. And you think you can resolve everything, but in, in, in lieu of it all, I mean, he dies in the book, but you realize, like, we've got to abandon this island. Yeah. Like, we've got, we, we can't, we can't do this. The island is theirs now. Yeah. Like, we'll, we're giving it up to them. We, we surrender. And that's it. You know, and, it, and the same thing happens... I mean, obviously in the book, it's a little bit different because they're like, we're going to, we're going to napalm this, you know, and the movies, it, that's, that's the only part where it's like, well, the end result is different, but the plot is still there. I so, mean, because if, it, that still does lead to the second movie. So it's not like the whole plot is terrible or, or scrapped or, or irrelevant. It is very relevant. Yeah. And that's where a lot of 
mistakes are made in, like I said, in some TV shows and some movies where they try to just change things. And it's like, if you only would have, you can't have some stuff without other, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you, they need to go together. Yeah. Or else it's going to feel, you know, off kilt. I, I could totally go into a Star Wars rant here, but I won't because that's just, uh, I'll, I'll spend another half hour talking about <laughs> this, this same thing, this, this equation here. And I don't want to take away from the fantasticness of, of Jurassic Park. So much. But again, this is a movie where I could watch it any time. Yeah. Any day. It's I on TV. You know, I mean. Watch it constantly. Oh, yeah. Same. When, it's, when I can. I watch it every year. Easily. Oh, for every sure. Year. I watch it a couple times couple, a year. Yeah, exactly. I'll start on the background. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll watch it before I go to bed sometimes. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's just, you know. Nothing like going to sleep to the, the sound of Velociraptors. John, yeah. Screeching. John Williams. Or, hear, or hearing the uh, T-Rex scream. You know, just amazing. Which, you know, what's funny is how they, a couple of weeks ago or months ago now, they were able to generate what a real T-Rex would sound like. You ever heard that? It is actually more terrifying. Did they really? Yeah, dude. It is terrifying. If you're listening to this, look it up. It's on YouTube. I will show Nicholas here uh, when we're done with the episode. But it is terrifying. I almost want to look it up now. Look it up. It is so scary. Picture you're in the middle of the jungle and you hear that and you're like, what? And then you see hear what it. it comes from. No matter where you hear it. Cause you know, yeah, touche. one of the things that I, I think they talked about like in, in the movie and I, and I know I've, I've learned this from just my research of paleontology is that T-Rex had such an acute sense of smell. Like that was one of the things that they were slept on. It's not in their eyesight, you know, or even their hearing it's, it's their smell. Like they could smell you miles and miles away. And it's like, imagine they smell you and then they let this roar out, roar out and you're like, dude, we're five miles away. And this thing probably knows we're here. That is and roars. Uh, what was uh? What would you say to search for? Uh, just type in "real T Rex sound." Real T Rex sounds. Yeah. I'm thinking a T Rex sounded like this. But with modern technology, scientists at Sandia National Laboratories were able to recreate terrifying. what a T Rex actually sounded like, and it's even more terrifying. Otherworldly, dude. You know, you know what's interesting about that is like I, am you know, I don't. The thing is, is that I don't that, think that's I don't think it's very far fetched at all because, you know, again, if you look at maybe relatives of say like crocodiles and like alligators, 
they make some weird noises that are very similar to that. They like hiss. Yeah. Kind of. I, I don't, I mean, I, I do think there was probably some sort of roar-ish sound, but I feel like those sounds were probably like when it's like opening its mouth and like, like it, to me, those sound like communication, like, like, like it's trying to vocalize and talk with other Rexes maybe, or, yeah. or maybe it is like, like a, like an intimidation taunting sort of like maybe, maybe oh. it made those noises when it's, um, it's pulling up, letting you know it's here. Yeah. Like when it's like, when it's hunting yeah, you know, to almost like induce this fear into its prey. But like, that's, that's, that's the hard part of, it, of Rex for the dinosaurs. Like it's not intact. Like all we have is just the skeleton. Well, also, yeah, like, it's like it's like look at think think about us. It could not sound anything like Jurassic Park or what we just listened to. We'll never know exactly. You like, know? It's like imagine if in a million years there's other, some other creature like oh, we find these skeletons here. They look like you know Homo sapiens, and I wonder what they sounded like because like all they see is a skull and like the spinal cord and like the rib cage. Like there's yeah. no there's no there's there's no vocal cords. You know, it's all going to dissolve. Yeah. So that's that's the only weird part, you know, and I, I think that's the interesting thing. The only thing that, that I really found interesting about Jurassic Park 3 was the raptor communication. You know, the way they they, they communicated it with the, between each other, you know, that they, they're talking. Yeah. And. But, man. Freaky. I love what they did in, in the in the for the movies, though. I think they they like spliced it with uh, a lion i think so i think which i mean it, it's it's fitting i remember hearing it for the first time and i'm like oh my god yeah that is terrifying in the jungle t-rex yeah love it T- was it the was it king of the lizards king of the lizards yeah <laughs> The reptilian lizard, Tyrannosaurus Rex. So, what would you give Jurassic Park? Because it it's both in our top ten. Yeah, movies. Um, oh, this is a, it's like a solid like ninety, like ninety five percent for me. It's up there. I really, I, I you know, I'm if I'm only being nitpicking about it, it's just it's it's only because of book differences. You know what I mean? Or that I wish it was longer. Or, but but again, like it doesn't need to be. You know what I'm saying? It's not a perfect score to me. No, I wouldn't say that. I would say like a ninety six. For me, it's a good like nine nine point five out of ten. Sort of, yeah. Sort of I'd give it now. like a ninety six. I mean, I uh, I know a lot of people 96. have always rated, you know, this this movie super high. I mean, like it's because again, it's just one of those movies that is so. I mean, this movie in particular has just become a timeless movie. Let's, you know, what? I'm gonna change my score to what ninety seven. <laughs> you upped it. Yeah, because I had to think about the other the only three movies that are above that, and the movie that's below that. Uh, so I do. I mean, shuffle some things around. So yeah. ninety-seven. That's my really? final. Dude, I love the movie. What do you expect? I, mean, from I do me? too. I wore. 
I, I wore the VHS out. Think about that. You know how many times you have to Bro, I, 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 watch and rewatch a, a VHS for it to just not work anymore? Yeah. So imagine that times three. Nah, I mean, I get it. That's crazy. What kind of what kind of psycho let their kid watch this movie constantly? Die, die talking hard to fans, you, I guess. Guys. You know, I'm trying to see what, what 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 other people might have rated it. I know we always swear off Rotten Tomatoes, but oh, dude, you're better than that. Ninety one percent. Stupid. It's not high enough. Is the audience score and critic score? That, you know, that's the other thing though. It's 141 critics. That's like over 250,000 ratings. I'm sure a lot of people probably say the same thing. I'd be curious as to what people would say if they gave it. <laughs> this is a this is actually a a, a a recent review from from December 23. Really? One star. I wish the dinosaurs talked. It would help the plot make sense, and it was no terror of Tiny Town. <laughs> w tf oh my lord i wish you had a better review that it was more extrapolated <laughs> and you made more sense I wow mean, well, let's see if i can nitpick here what okay this person might not be uh thinking of the same movie okay i, I didn't i didn't love it as much as the, all the critics it's decent but not at its best and suffers from a sophomore slump Sophomore slump. Are you implying that the second act is bad? No, sophomore slump is like a second movie. Like when like, like rookies have a, their second well, season. Yeah, I know what a sophomore slump is, but technically the, if he's talking about this one movie, he could be the talking. the first one. Well, the, the, yeah, the Lost I know. World would be the sophomore slump. Which it wasn't. I, I, I know, that's what I'm saying. I think this person got their movies confused. Or it was just dumb. I mean that too probably, but you know. I mean, like, it's crazy when you're just scrolling down and it's just like five star, five star, five star, four star, four star, four star. Like, like I mean, it hits, baby. Majority of people love this movie. I don't know what I would really say. That's that's just not. <laughs> I think you have I'll, to I go just looking stumbled upon for... this, this review. A classic movie of my childhood. Why are you even in the reviews? Just watch it. <laughs> love that. Speaking of Jurassic Park, I just found some Jurassic Park logo sli- uh, fuzzy slippers that I might buy. True. <laughs> I was wearing the shirt earlier earlier today. Really? Yeah. I'm about to read the book. I'm gonna want to read it read it again. I feel like if you if you just give this movie a poor rating, you're just trolling. Yeah, you have to be at this point. Yeah. This it's amazing. Yeah, it really is. You know. But anyway, I, I can't I can't imagine most people haven't seen this yet. And if you haven't well, there might be one person. That we know that might have that might not have. Uh, I can tell you right now, uh, she hasn't. All right, well, we're throwing this on the list. So the ever-growing list, Miss Adams. If you listen to this, you'll learn. You'll learn. <laughs> you're, you're gonna learn today, <laughs> Missy. But anything else you want to say about JP? Um, the score throughout this entire movie is just so epic. Yes, I don't think that people appreciate this movie enough. Dude, just especially like the acting from from Jeff Goldblum. It's like, now that is one big pile of shit. <laughs> that is one big pile of shit.
And it is a big pile. Dude, it's, Two of them, actually. It's but then just, it's like, uh, uh, you, you will remember to wash your hands, uh, won't every you? Every scene Dude. probably has minimum two quotable lines that you can say. Yeah. You know? I think so. I, I seriously think if we sat next to each other, pull up the script, I could, I we could... We could not verbatimly, but we can give you the exact plot point of what's going to happen in every single scene. That's so, another, yeah. I mean, it's 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 another movie that I'm definitely quoting it as it's as it's playing. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those movies where no matter what you're doing or whatever uh, wherever you're going or whatever part of the movie that it's in, you'll sit down and watch it. Oh God, yeah, because it's just that good. I might even reenact scenes. Who knows? You know, I'm going to reenact when the T-Rex breaks out. Dude. I mean, I remember the first time I saw that and just being completely baffled because again, with the kids and being a kid, I'm, I'm like, what if that were me? Yeah, exactly. And honestly, uh, I remember, I remember reading about this when, when the Rex is, slamming through the car he wasn't supposed to break the glass wasn't supposed to break the glass so they're like actually screaming for their life steven spielberg's like keep it rolling (laughs) keep it rolling this is good acting yeah these young kids lives are in the in the the palm of of his hands with the animatronic t-rex that's bashing that's also gets cold and shivers in the rain yeah so the whole thing could just start shaking what's like what if the what if the glass broke and the rex actually just like Oh my lord! Eats the kids, <laughs> you know. Oh man, I'm not obviously eats them, eats them, but just could injure them, just as long as they don't die from their injuries. Oh, like Malcolm did. Poor Malcolm. In the book. Uh, just kidding. Retconned. <laughs> retconned by Michael Crichton himself. Yeah, <clears throat> it's okay when the director does it or the, uh, the creator does it, but yep. But see there again, like it's so crazy how stuff like that happens. Uh, to those, those stories from on set. Well, speaking of just real quick, just another freaking how Ian Malcolm dies from his injuries in the book in, um, the movie lawless, which is based on a true story. Um, Tom Hardy plays one of, uh, Oh gosh, I can't remember their name, but, uh, the moonshiners during prohibition. Mm-hmm. He survives getting shot a couple times. He survives his, uh, throat getting slit. And you know how he dies? He, he falls in a lake and dies of hypothermia. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Of That's... all of all the ways, yeah. yeah. And and I remember seeing that being like, what? <laughs> Dude, that's what I'm saying. So like, it, it, it's, you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, that's like that's that's what I was saying before when when Hammond dies in the book to copies. It's like you died from like the tiniest and most pathetic dinosaur of, of them all. It's almost embarrassing. Like, I feel like if a T-Rex was walking by going like, I, I like, that sucks. Like you, you remember in the, in the lost world, Pachycephalosaurus, the one that's like a, like the prehistoric Ram. Oh, the dome head. The dome head. Yeah. You know? And it like, like locks its neck. I remember I had the toy that like, you'd like pressed a button and its head would like shift. Down. Yeah. It's, it's head would basically perfectly line up with its spine. It's like a and Ram would, and he would be able to like a, in the movie. It like hits Rams like, the right guy through, through, the, like, through the, the door. Yeah. See, so that would be cars. a brutal way to die by a dinosaur. Like, like dude, that thing has or like, a triceratops. Oh, or like, or st- and, you know, like a stegosaurus, that tail swiping, bruh. Or like a, like a, imagine getting stomped on by like a brachiosaurus. 
Like other dinosaur ways to die. I mean, even Dennis Nedry in, in the movie, he died a pretty gruesome death. Dilophosaurus, yeah. Dilophosaurus blinded took his, you, took his vision away, and, and then, then just, just ate you to alive. Eat you. Yeah, these little little copies. It's like getting eaten by chihuahuas. Or like piranhas. Getting swarmed yeah. by them. Yeah. I, I would... Piranhas would be a nasty way to go, dude. Oof. It'd be terrifying. I don't think... It's like... I, I feel like the way the copies are depicted in the in the movie, I would just start trying to like snap their necks. <laughs> yeah. I would, dude, I would, it'd be like little chickens. Yeah. Exactly. You know? I'd, be, I'd grab them by the... More like, a, more, like a, more like a six-foot turkey. I love that part in the movie where Dr. Grant's like, I'm going to scare the out of this kid. Because even Sattler's like, oh, Alan. He's like, you know, maybe he... He's like, they don't come come at you from the front, but from the sides. And then he gets the... Before you even do that, slice you there. Goes, maybe, maybe across the belly, spilly, spilling your intestines. But the point is that they're, you're alive. When they start to eat you, and the yep. kid's like, the "Point is, you are alive." When they start to eat you, terrifying. <laughs> yeah, man. Maybe don't be a dick, you stupid kid. Yeah, and that's God. and see, like I'll say, and that's one of the parts I like about the movie where Doctor Grant doesn't care about kids. He's like, "No, I'm going to scare this kid because this kid pissed me off." Yep. But in the in the in the mood, like you know, later on, you know, Tim is just incessantly like, "Hey, will you talk to me about this book? Can you, you know, can you talk to me about this book? Can we talk about this book?" Because he read his books. Yeah, and he's like comparing his book to someone else's. It was like a lot thicker, and said this and said that. And Lex is like, "She told me to sit with you because she said it would be good for you." She didn't bother him at all. Yeah, she was like to herself, very kind. You know, but yeah, no, everyone, everyone did go watch it. I believe it's on Netflix. Uh, it is on Netflix, but you know, people might own it still on like DVD or digitally or something like that. But I have both. Yeah. Make sure you're, uh, watching it when you can. Cause it's a great, great movie. And, uh, I would say go read the book, go read the book if you haven't. And if it's yep. been a while, go read it again. Which I might do. Same thing. Yep. I might do it. I think I should. Anything else you want to say? I think that's it. Yeah. Just go watch it. This is one of the greatest movies ever made. Very true. Uh, And that's it. That's the nail in the coffin. Sweet. So, all right. So that'll do it for the two of us here. And uh, catch us on the next episode. We have no idea what we're going to record next. Um, I don't know, man. We'll talk about it. I'm I'm sure we'll figure it out in the next few days and go from there. Go from there. So uh, you stay tuned for more content. We'll be bringing you some stuff in a bit of a lull for TV shows. So it'll probably be movies for the foreseeable future. Oh, hell yeah. So many to talk about. Yep. Yeah. Uh, new movies coming out, but we're definitely gonna go back and do some uh, ones that people have, have seen more than likely. So, but um, that'll be it. Tune in next time on the, the plot. Strikes, strikes back. 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 back.